Hey everybody, here I am, Kurt Schlichter, on the Town Hall VIP Podcast, Unredacted with Kurt Schlichter, and I will be unredacted AF, as the kids are saying. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, and I'm going to jam it all in this tiny half-hour package, so it's going to be bursting with entertainment value for you, ka-ching, making that VIP worth it in the house. What do we got today? A lot of stuff. Bloomberg and Hillary? What the hell? How? Let me ask you something. How much of bitches can the Bernie people be? Because I think they've, uh, you know, <laughs> they've, they've gone from Peter Stroke's wife all the way to Ned Beatty, the way they're getting treated. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got the DOJ, can KMA, that's right, it can kiss my ass, holy crap, uh, there's no justice, just us, get it, remember, alright, there we are, that's cool, coronavirus is in the house, I got something, I'm gonna be complaining about my allergy, I don't think it's coronavirus, but, uh, you know, what's interesting, I, I want to talk a little about coronavirus, and how it's revealing that the whole idea of the globalist power structure to kind of outsource all our manufacturing and stuff is kind of biting us on the shift box right now because uh, China makes all the stuff we need to fight the, fight the infection that it caused by eating weird shit, which leads me to an important holiday. Today, Saturday, February 15th, when I am recording this live and in color, and in fact, you can, the banging around you here is my wife Irina making stuff because I'm doing this in the kitchen. So you're getting the whole Kirchlicker experience. Well, today is a special day, folks. It is National Pe or International Pangolin Day. What is a pangolin, you may ask? We'll talk more about it because it's its day. And apparently eating shit like pangolins is why we've got coronavirus running rampant through Hungung Province or whatever the hell it is. Uh, also, I'm going to talk about the chili I'm making. Because uh, that's a thing that's occurring right now. And I think it's important that I talk about the food that I happen to be cooking as I am doing these podcasts. Now, you may say, I don't care about any of that. But uh, you should. Because if you don't care about good food, you suck. So let's get right to it. Hillary and Bloomberg. The dream team. The pair that cares. The, the, the worst idea I've ever heard. Now, look. Mike Boxberg, because he's tiny and has to stand on a box. He's the Vern Troyer of American politics. Now, he's literally trying to buy the election in the party of the people who always talk smack about how bad billions, billionaires are and how bad it is to buy an election. And they are lining up to be bought. You know, it reminds me of the old uh, uh, joke, uh, you know, hey, you know, ma'am, would you... Uh, Sleep with a man for a hundred dollars? Why, no. Oh, well, I'd never. How about a million dollars? Well, I'd have to think about it. Okay, so we've established what you are. The only issue is quibbling about the price. That's the Democrat Party, okay? I'm not saying they're stone-ass hoes, but they're stone-ass hoes. Wow. They are, uh, they are willing and eager and willing to sell out to this uh, uh, minute billionaire, this... Um, uh, happy Scrooge McFrodo, who, who's, and he's tiny, but he's packed with money. He's willing to spend as much as it takes to gain personal power. Now, this, now a lot of people seem to think this is some sort of uh, 
vendetta against Trump. And I care about Trump. This is his chance to get power by using stupid people. And when you want to use stupid people, where do you go? You go to the Democrat Party. Because if you vote for a Democrat, you're a freaking moron. If you're a Bernie guy, your ass got sold out last time. You got broken, humiliated, strapped into the gimp suit and hung there in front of Bruce Willis just waiting to get your ass kicked. And you've come back for more. You've come back. You said, said, thank you, sir. May I have another? You freaking losers. Gosh, I think on Thursday, uh, the, uh, I don't know what the hell it'll be, 18, 19, 20, on the 20th, I'll probably write my amazing free town hall column on Bernie Bros. Could you be any bigger bitches? So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you all the gold now, but the answer is no, they could not be bigger bitches because they're sticking with the Democrats, pretending that their real enemy is Donald Trump when they're being a, a gang molested. By, by the Democrat Party. I mean, they might as well be a hot 12-year-old at Jeffrey Epstein's party. That's how they're getting treated. I went there. Yeah, I did. And speaking of the Clintons, because Bill Clinton was um, hip deep in underage jailbait uh, with his pal Epstein, the idea of putting Hillary on the ticket, you look at that and you're like, Money can't buy you common sense. Okay, let me let me throw this down. Everybody hates Hillary. Not the least of them, Bill Clinton. Everyone hates Hillary except the guy who's in charge of selling the screw-top Chardonnay down at Trader Joe's. He loves her cankly ass. Loves her. Solid loves her. This is a terrible idea. He has no political sense. He thinks he can literally buy his way to the presidency. And... I guess it's theoretically possible, but I just don't see it. Because most Americans are going to look at him and go, first of all, I don't want to be governed by a guy who, when I look at him, the first thing that pops to mind is, is he a dwarf or a midget? I, I, can't, I need an answer. That's not who we want running us. He's also a fascist, a goose-stepping little Nazi who lives to tell other people what to do. He wants to take away your soda pop, take away your guns, take away your right to make decisions. I don't think so. And he's stupid and arrogant enough to push so hard that he gets pushed back. If you want to see our country descend into chaos, Mike Bloomberg is one of the guys to put your money on. Now, of course, here's my big question. Who, who out there would fight and die for Mike Bloomberg? Because that's kind of a test. I don't know. Even Mike Bloomberg did, wouldn't do it, you know? So, anyway. I don't think much of this idea. I think it's a terrible idea, and I, which means I am all for it. And uh, speaking of it, meaning stupid shit, uh, let me talk about the DOJ. Wow. Now, uh, yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna prosecute McCabe, but we want seven to nine years for Roger Stone doing essentially exactly the same thing. Okay, my friend uh, Jesse Kelly, whose enlightened views on women and keto are an inspiration to us all had a great tweet where he said something I wish I had seen. Now, no one, now I know he's not going to spring for the money for Town Hall VIP, so he'll never hear this, which is great, so I won't have to put up with his marine gloating. But what he said, and, and it was brilliant, ugh, kills me to say that, was, hey, all nations collapse after a while. That's just the nature of things. And when America collapses... The existence of a dual justice system, one for the connected Democrat elite, 
one for everybody else is going to be one of the major, major components of the collapse. Uh, by the way, collapse is the uh, title of my new novel. You should go get it. Bill, Cri or Bill Crystal called it appalling. Okay. And uh, I was going to make a Gardner, Bill Crystal Gardner wife joke, but it's just not worth it. Anyway, Jesse Kelly was correct. You cannot have a free society where you have a dual track justice system. It doesn't work. People notice. They get angry and then they get really angry. Okay. The, the, the first time they got angry was Donald Trump. What happens when they keep getting angrier? Because our garbage elite, which is full of dumb shits, morons, losers, and uh, venal, corrupt ass wipes, uh, continues to try to hold on to this bizarre two-track system. It's going to be something worse than Trump. You guys are going to look back and go, you know, Trump wasn't quite so bad. And it's all going to be your own freaking fault. The establishment is garbage. Let's burn that shit down. By the way, burn down the DOJ, start again, is sort of the title of my uh, Monday free town hall column. You can get it today, same day, and it'll be, uh, it'll be awesome. I've already written it. It's really good. If I say so myself, and of course I do, I do say so myself, because that's the kind of guy I am. Okay. So anyway, this whole DOJ thing, I, I don't I don't consider Avenatti a good trade, right? Because remember, Avenatti was not one of the gangs, not part of the party. All right. Everyone's like, oh, the Democrats loved him. No, the Democrats tolerated him. Then he became a danger because he started getting a power base separate from them. He could go on CNN or MSNBC or um, some other ass wipe network and he could get attention and he didn't need the establishment. He didn't need the power brokers. He didn't need the power structure. Avenetti was a wild card. He was a danger. He was exactly what they don't want. Someone they didn't own. Now, I'm no fan of Avenatti. I think he's, uh, I think Avenatti is the human equivalent of what you might scrape up off a of San Francisco sidewalk. And I don't mean hypodermic needles. But Avenatti was a threat to the Democrat power structure because he was creating a power base for himself separate from them. So do you think they hesitated for one minute to convict him of his myriad crimes? No. No, this is not the same. McCabe, part of the club. Hillary, part of the club. Looming doofus James Comey, part of the club. Michael Avenetti, threat to the establishment. Send him to the Stony Lonesome. Hey, here's a fun fact. I was in a trial in November in, Cali in uh, the Los Angeles Superior Court, downtown Central. And uh, I'm walking through the hall and I see this rather short, bald guy in a suit that was probably expensive, but shouldn't have been because it wasn't a great suit. And holy shit, it's Michael Avenatti. Now, do I go up and say, hi, I'm Kurt Schlichter, and I think you're a human penis? No, because I didn't want to talk to his lame ass. And, and, and a lot of people, everyone looked uncomfortable around him. They're like, you know, your ass has been indicted, right? Just, I, I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, but apparently now he's convicted. So uh, he could do 42 years. And here's a fun fact. 42 years is too long for what he did. Okay, let's assume it's all true. And there were, there were three things. There's like wire fraud and uh, extortion. And there was another one called theft of honest services, which is a bullshit statute that the Supreme Court's already said was a bullshit statute and should never be charged. 
and he shouldn't be guilty of it because it's a bullshit statute. But the other two things, let's say he did shake down Nike for $25 million. Should he be going to jail for 42 years for that? Of course he shouldn't. That's fucking stupid. That's just stupid. I'm no friend of this guy. I think he's a parasite. He's a disgrace to Los Angeles trial lawyers, which is saying something. Um, and, and he should be disbarred uh, since he's guilty of doing this stuff. But 42 years, that's freaking ridiculous. Seven to nine, like Roger Stone? No, that's also ridiculous. Okay? Nonviolent criminals should not go away for dozens and dozens of years for nonviolent stuff. There are exceptions. This is not one. Nobody actually lost anything. Nike was like, yeah, right, and went right to the feds. They didn't lose any money. Now, he's got some other beasts. He's got one in Santa Ana. He's got another one, I think, in New York. One of them involves Stormy Daniels. I forget which one, but that's, uh, you know, they're, they're the uh, uh, people were hurt. And I think that's a different situation. Let's see how they turn out. I'm old-fashioned. I'm weird. I believe that the justice system should, A, be concerned with justice, but should be should play out before you start making uh, assumptions about things. And I, I, I would like to see who was hurt, how bad, before I, I start passing judgment on what appropriate sense for those things are, should he be found guilty. Now, of course, uh, Stormy Daniels, you know, that's like taking, taking advantage of the mentally deficient. And she has had a lot of damage. She's out, like, you know, dancing at the uh, Pacoima Fur Box as, uh, you know, the uh, uh, featured performer and, you know, wearing an umbrella for the the, the rain of nickels and dimes. Cause, uh, and that's Arena in the background going, wow, <laughs> wow. But, you know, Stormy Daniels, who's a moron and, you know, uh, she's a stripper, which is kind of a prostitute who can't commit. And, 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 and she's vulnerable because she's stupid and morally flexible, apparently flexible in other ways. And you shouldn't take advantage of people. You should take advantage of anybody. He's a, he's a dirtbag. I don't know how long he should go to jail uh, for what he's been convicted of, though. It shouldn't even be what he could go to jail for. shouldn't be what Roger Stone was threatened with for the crime of being a dissenter to the establishment. Uh, we'll see. Let's see what happens. So uh, anyway... Uh, it's National Pangolin Day. Pangolins are the coolest creature. I didn't even know what a pangolin was really before, but I always liked creatures, like my creatures, Bitey and Barky, and I used to keep snakes. I like snakes and stuff because they're cool and smooth, and they like do their own thing, and lizards are kind of cool. I like them because they look like little dinosaurs. I just like creatures. Not not from the sea, though. I don't I don't hearken to anything from the sea. I don't eat seafood of any kind. What about mussels? No, it's seafood. What about shrimp? No, it's shrimp. What about tuna? That's literally a fish. That would definitely be within seafood under any definition. I don't eat seafood. I don't like creatures from the sea. But land creatures, I think creatures are cool. I even think bats are cool. You just don't eat them. And you don't score around with them. They are swimming with disease. If you read Robert Preston's book, The Hot Zone, about the Marburg virus, which came out of Africa, it's related to Ebola, it's another kind of hemorrhagic fever. Well, where did that come from? It came from a cave full of bat droppings, because the bats are the reservoir of that bizarre virus. Well, same thing probably with coronavirus. It was either on the bats, or on the snakes, or, wait for it, on the pangolins. Now, you might be asking, what is kind of an Asian armadillo uh, going to be a threat to human beings? Well, because the Chinese freaking eat them. Yeah, they eat them. They, they eat pangolins. What the hell is wrong with you people? You got beef, you got, you got pork, uh, there's chicken, 
uh, you know, minor players, lamb and turkey. That should be enough for anybody. And you like fish, God help you. I don't know why. You have options. Why are you eating pangolins? Why are you eating bats? That shit's just weird and nothing good's going to come of it. If you look at a pangolin and they're adorable, they're so cute. They're like a little armored sloth and they got little claws and they just got this little cute pointy face and it's just del delightful little creatures. And they they just like to party and they don't want to hurt anybody. They're just cool. They're kind of like the uh, old school Keanu Reeves, uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, except they're a mammal. I'm not saying Keanu Reeves is not a mammal, but there, there are questions. We'll get onto those at some other time. That's kind of a different topic. Anyway, uh, why would you eat a pangolin? It's like going, oh, armadillo, yum. They're like kind of like an armadillo-y looking. I think armadillos are cool too, but they've got leprosy. Yeah, Hansen's disease. I want to be politically correct about my flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah. They got, they got like, I mean, armadillos have leprosy. And how do you think it's going to end up well if you're screwing with pangolins? Don't eat weird shit. That's my basic rule. I've gone my entire life not eating weird shit. I don't even eat shit people think is normal. There are people out there who like eat beef tongue. I don't know what the hell that's about. I don't do that. All right. I want steak. I want burger. I want ribs. That's it. I'm a very linear guy. Don't eat weird shit. And you don't see me getting the coronavirus. What you do see me getting is for the first time in my 55 years, I have an allergy. I woke up and like the back of my nose, it's all prickly and weird and the top of the roof of my mouth. And I think I got like post-nasal drip. And I'm on Twitter all the time, so I'm used to drips. hey oh, But it's really making me miserable. I don't like it, but I don't have coronavirus. Now, if I did have coronavirus, what would I do about it? Well, hopefully I would get an HIV cocktail uh, along with antivi other antivirals. Because apparently that works. Apparently that knocks coronavirus on its viral ass. Which is great. So let's just get all our anti- Oh, wait a minute. They're all made in China. Two problems. First of all, everybody in China's hiding in their house because everybody else has damn coronavirus. Second of all, you think the Chinese are going to send us shit when they need it? Who were the geniuses who thought, you know, economically speaking, it makes sense to outsource all our manufacturing to the third and developing world, that includes you, China, because everything outside of the city limits is third world in China. It makes sense to send it out there because Milton Friedman and economics and Tony Podesta and deals and stuff. And it's a terrible freaking idea. Why aren't we making stuff here? We don't even make face masks here, right? You know, those weird face masks that strange people wear. You know, some, you know, like, you know, I mean, outside, I mean, like a surgeon should be wearing some. But if you're at like a McDonald's and a dude comes up with a face mask, dude's weird. And they do that in Asia all the time. That shit's weird. Okay. Anyway, they don't make them here. They make them in China. Everything's made in China. This is a problem, huh? Doesn't this seem like a bad idea? Doesn't it seem like at this point that might not have been the best course of action to, to go down? I think it seems like a bad course of action. I think it seems like a terrible idea. But yet we've done that. How do we stop it? Well, I don't think direct government interference is the way. But I do think that we need to ensure that we have a base that can provide the materials we need to defend our country, whether it be from communist pieces of shit uh, with guns and stuff or diseases. And I think the way to do it is <gasps> tariffs. Oh, what? What? Yeah. 
I think that we need to figure out what is a essential item and jack up the price. Jack up the price if you get it from China. Hold on. Allergy coming. Hold on. I'm going to. Hold on. Hold on. <coughs> wow. I don't know where. Now, somebody said Gazuntite. Supposedly, you're not supposed to say Gazuntite if it's a cough instead of a sneeze. There is no difference, okay? People, understand. A cough and a sneeze are exactly the same thing. I, I have had this argument with people. Everyone is wrong. There is one thing. It's a cough sneeze. They're not different. They're no different. There's no difference. Anyway, now that I've clarified that, we, we, we need to put in tariffs on stuff that we need in the United States uh, to make it financially viable to make here. And that means masks. That means drugs. Who <gasps> make drugs more expensive? Uh, maybe a little bit. But at least you'll have them. Because right now we don't have them because the freaking Chinese are keeping them. Which I don't blame the Chinese for doing. You know, if I was making all the drugs here, I'd be like, well, you know, us first. Because America first. I, I, I don't hold it against China. It says China first. Because that's China's job of their leadership is to make China first. You know, I, I don't resent people pursuing their own interests. We should have pursued our own interests. Instead, we pursued the interest of our garbage elite, our betters, our superiors. We followed their advice and we were freaking wrong. Speaking of wrong, I was on Twitter the other day, which I do occasionally, Kurt Schlichter, or at Kurt Schlichter, and you can find me and we'll share feelings. They were promoting a band called Cage the Elephant. Apparently, this thing had won a couple Grammys. And uh, they had a little you know, music video club, and they're like, this is the greatest band ever. And I'm like, I've never heard of these people. Huh. Well, I will, I will listen to a Cage the Elephant song. Big mistake! It sounded like shitty Imagine Dragons without the edge. And Imagine Dragons are shitty. It sounded like Maroon 5 without talent, and Maroon 5 is shitty. All of this, it was the shittiest thing. I was like, oh my gosh, you suck. So I responded to this tweet simply, beautifully, ugh. I just wrote ugh. It was, it was terrible. Cage the Elephant, or whoever runs their shitty uh, Twitter account, comes back at me. And, 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 you know, it's not enough that they say, you should like our music, even though it sucks. They were like, I've looked at your account, and I'm glad that someone like you who doesn't share our values doesn't like our music. And I'm like, what values are that? Liking shitty music? Being hipster wusses? Posing ass wipes? You know, there's nothing I like getting more than getting lectured on... Uh, humanitarian stuff by people who have not earned a humanitarian service medal. I, in fact, have. Uh, and a number of other medals for actually helping people, as opposed to posturing, posing, and generally voguing my my way to, uh, you know, some sort of status as some sort of caring individual. Remember, liberalism is all about the pose. Anyway, I got in a fight with a bunch of their fans, and their fans are terrible, too. I mean, they're just, you know, I'm not surprised they like shitty music. So I was like 
suggesting better music. I was like, you suck. I will teach you. Listen to this. And I'd link them to like Husker Du's cover version of Eight Miles High, Eight Miles High, which is the greatest uh, song ever written. Um, a lot of replacements. I sent them some Clash. And this would scare them because if you listen to Cage the Elephant, there goes your testosterone level. Your T, it's down in Brian Stetler region. It's 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 low. It's bad. It's like human potato low. It is not good. And you don't want any part of that. So anyway, as uh, Arena said, what are you doing on uh, Valentine's Day night? You're fighting with a shitty band? And I was like, hell yeah. Because uh, that's how the K-Dog rolls. I also roll in, in, in the magic of cooking. Because uh, I like to make man food. Uh, I like to cook man meat. Ha <laughs> ha! Get it? I'm cooking, uh, last week it was ribs. And the ribs came out, eh, I give them a B plus. There are some things I would do differently next time. Uh, this time, though, we're, we're cooking chili. And I'll give you our chili recipe. You take three pounds of beef, and you brown it all, and then you take it out. And you take out most of the fat. And then you cook some onion in it. And we put in some uh, red and green peppers. Uh, then some garlic cloves, five of them, and then some chili powder. And you swoop that all up. And we got some beef broth in there, a couple cups of that, and 28 ounces of crushed tomato. And uh, then I put the beef back in, stirred it all up. That shit's a simmering right now. It's over there making it, because I do this in my kitchen. Uh, it's doing a thing. So I'm pretty excited about that. I'll let you know how it goes, because I know you give a shit. Yeah. So anyway, I think we've uh, we covered a lot of subjects. Let me look at my little subject list. Da, 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 da. Oh, last and least, Sam Donaldson. We're going to bookend with the guy who stands on boxes. Sam Donaldson has come out. You remember, Sam Donaldson, when I was a kid, right? He was like the big reporter because he always challenged people. He was a crusty reporter. He took no prisoners because he didn't pick a side. Bitch has picked a side. Bitch has picked Michael Bloomberg. Now, Sam Donaldson is like 98 or some shit. And his hairpiece has a hairpiece. That bitch is crusty. And uh, he has gone out for it. Michael Bloomberg's the man. That's right. Michael Bloomberg is the man for the media. We are going to see a lot more of it. We're going to see a lot more of this. Because Michael Bloomberg's going to crush everybody else. Uh, Democrats are not going to let um, uh, Bernie win. It's just start. And uh, they're going to try and force Michael Bloomberg down people's throats. Fortunately, he's tiny, so he doesn't represent a choking hazard. In any case, um, Sam Donaldson is just the first of many. You're going to see a lot of uh, people who pretended to be serious, who the establishment tried to make us respect and hold in awe, uh, coming out going, well, I've looked at it, and this shitty mayor of a shitty liberal city uh, who's going to spend billions of dollars buying the election is the obvious choice against the guy who is destroyed the unemployment rate and kept us out of war and done a bunch of other great things. We need to be back in power. And if this naughty gnome is the way to do it, we will, uh, uh, we will test our luck with uh, uh, Mike the Leprechaun. So be ready for that. Anyway, be ready for my stuff. You're going to want to read my stuff uh, for free on Monday and Thursday. You're going to want to check out my Wednesday VIP column just for you people. Just for you. You want to go get my books. Get Collapse, which is the latest. But you might want to start with People's Republic, Indian Country, Wildfire, four potent novels of action, adventure. Moving over to the nonfiction side. 
as they talk about America collapsing. And of course, our establishment is doing its best to destroy our country in every way, shape, and form. So you want to read these so when all this shit goes down, you won't be surprised. Drop me an email anytime you want. Kurt.schlichter at townhall.com. Are you going to are you going to CPAC? I'm going to CPAC. I may be doing this shit at CPAC. So if you're going to CPAC, let me know. Come see me. I'll be hanging out. That'll be I'll be the guy with a glass in my hand. Cause I'm a I'm about a ring-a-ding-ding kind of guy. Let's party. This is Kurt Schlichter, unredacted for February 17, 2020. See you soon.